I just feel like um, the Holy Spirit, he's, he's really good about getting us where we need to be. And um, I love the new season that he's put before us, before you. And just look, can you see it? All right, that's one person. Can you see the new season? I just want, yeah, you, we can, you can shout at me, actually. I like it when you shout me down. But there's, there's such a, a new, new thing that, I, that he is doing. And I think the Lord is, he's brought you so far not to just leave you hanging. How many know that? He's brought you so far. And, you know, even with globally what's happening in, in America, you know, there's, there's a reason why things get shaken up. Because God's looking for what's left over. <laughs> he's looking to find out who's stepping into what he's actually purposed this whole season for. And, and I said, yes, God, I'll do it. And there's other people in, in, in here that will say, yes, God, I'll do it. I'll go there. And then there's other people all over the country that will say, yes, God, I'll do whatever you, you call me to. I won't step back. I won't shrink back from that. And so he's bringing you someplace. And I just want to talk about that because tonight I feel like God doesn't want to leave us in a place of wondering. Well, he likes leaving us in wonder, but he doesn't like to leave us in wandering. And sometimes there's a journey from one place to another, but there's, a, there's an easy way to get there. I'm going to show you right now in a few minutes here that the Lord wants you to trust him. Say, I know that. But are you? Are you trusting the process? And so I just want you to go to Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47 with me. And we're just going to go in the river for a bit. And I'm not even going to preach on the river. How many know the story? It's not a story. It's a historical encounter that Ezekiel had. And um, I just feel like there's certain things in Scripture. Like I've preached from this text a bunch of times. Um, but I'm realizing more and more how multi-layered every text is. And the Lord... Depending on what version you're reading from tonight, I'll be reading from the New King James, as I usually do. But I just felt like the Lord had a message for us that he's bringing you in. And I, I feel like if we read through this, enco this encounter that Ezekiel has, that he had, that we can enter into it ourselves. And uh, oh, I guess I'll just read the first six verses. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water 
flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east, and, and the water flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. So he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the side to the outer, si outer, outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side. And when the men, and when the men went out to the east, with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the waters kept, came up to my knees. And he began to measure 1,000 and brought me through the water and came up to my waist. And again, he measured 1,000, and, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. And the water, in the water which I must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me and returned me to the banks of the river. You see an ongoing theme. He brought me. I know we read the text for the river and the healing and everything that, would, that the river touches is healed, but I want to just focus on where he's bringing you. And I feel like the Lord is, has been speaking to me. I want to bring you on a journey, a journey you do not know about, a journey you need to erase every type of uh, already pre-planned idea. You need to erase that and allow me to bring you. And it says that he brought me to the back door. He brought me to the back door of the temple. He brought me to the temple. He brought the prophet to the temple. And he showed him this place. And then he brought him out by the north gate. And then the Bible says he brought me out. He brought me through the waters. And the Lord is about to bring us into waters. And I just want you to see this thing because... If you go through the rest of the text, it begins to talk more and more about the, what the water does, what the river does. But we don't understand what first happened. What first happened was the prophet entered into the water. All right, you'll get it in a second. There's a process that God brings us all through. And remember this because all throughout uh, especially the book of Exodus, it says that he brought them out of Egypt. How many have been brought out of Egypt? All right, if you haven't been brought out of Egypt, you need to get brought out of Egypt tonight. But Because only half of you raised your hands. <laughs> so the reality is that God is trying to bring a people out, not to leave us in a wilderness, but he's trying to bring us into promise. And even with this, this text, I want you to just look at it in a different way tonight because the Lord is trying to bring us into a process that where we go into the river. And when you, hit in the, when you go into the river where everything lives, what happens? You become whole. Every dead area, every place that's been asleep, everything that needs awakening has, comes into alignment and comes into life. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is trying to get a hold of the church's mindset in this hour. And the reality is that, listen, they, when Moses brought them out of Egypt, Joshua 24 says this. He said, they entered into the land. How many remember they made it into the promise? 
They had to have they had to have a little bit of a fight and a little bit of uh, warfare to get into the truth and the reality of of the promise. But it says this in in twenty four thirteen. It says, "I have given you a land which you did not labor, mm. and cities which you didn't build, and you dwell in them, and you eat from vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant." There's the olives. Come on, they're pouring on us tonight. I want you to just see that there is a lot less effort involved other than just getting in the river and allowing the Holy Spirit to do, do his work inside of you. Some of us have plans. Can I say something to your plans? I've said this before. No, this is this. Hold on, hold on. I'll, pre <laughs> I'll preempt it with this. I'll say it is good to have vision. Without a vision, people perish. But how you get to the vision, how you walk into the fullness of the vision, how you come awake to the vision, how you come alive to the vision, how you walk in the fullness of healing, all these things, you have to be dependent upon one thing, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Father. Right? So there, there can't be this amiss thing where we, we try to do things on our own strength and we try to begin to do, you know, there's so much in Scripture. If we go through Paul's teaching, he talks about the, our weakness being our strength. If we begin to look at, at the gospel message, Jesus said you need to lose your life to gain it. And so, we, you know, usually the American Christian doesn't like that, but that's, I'm not talking to the American Christian. I'm talking to radical people tonight that love to give their lives so that God can move and change things in their lives. And, and that's where we want to live from. And, and I desire that there be a, an incredible army of people that would just give themselves to the river. And can I just say something about the river? The river is the spirit, the river, and, and the guide, perfect, perfect, I want you to see that he is our guide, but there was a guide bringing them to the river. <laughs> the, uh, we were talking about worship yesterday. I was at a, 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 just a, a worship team invited me up to, to just say a few words, really. It was, give me 20 minutes, and I'm feeling like that's half a sermon at best. But the, re the reality was we were talking about the flow of the Holy Spirit. And what we have to do to worship is actually give ourselves to it. Because uh, if we come in here, and, and even throughout the whole time here, right, if I give myself to what God's doing and what's in the atmosphere, I don't miss what he's doing. I, I become a sponge to the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to soak in what, God, in what he's doing. He wants you to marinate, right? When we have the river of God, we marinate, we live in the flow of the Holy Spirit, and through that, God begins to release healing and deliverance and breaks chains off of us that we, we don't even, sometimes we don't even understand and know we have. Can I tell you how many times I've had a fresh revelation of the Father or the fresh revelation of Jesus or the Holy Spirit just coming? Actually, he came on me today. Just I could feel like it was almost like I was in a cone tonight that the, I could feel like I was encompassed with the Holy Spirit. And so there's a desire for God to do that, not just in a worship service, but when you, you get before him in the morning and it all cultivates out of your lifestyle in the glory. 
Everything cultivates. Everything's cultivated in your lifestyle in the glory of God. God wants to break the fear off of us of allowing, listen, can we just allow the Lord to take hold of what he wants to do in our lives and not try to force our way into the predicament that we think we need to be? Because usually if I'm forcing my way into some place, then that means it's not the Lord. I'll talk over here for a second. If I'm trying to get somewhere and, and God doesn't want me there and I keep forcing my will, it's not Jesus. You're trying to manipulate situations so that you can get what you want. Not that God can give you what you need. So I want to live in the land that I haven't built. Come on, I'm believing for a prepared place. I'm believing that God's going to bring me into a, 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 a good fortune of all the riches in glory. Not just some. I want all the riches in glory. I'm not even talking about money. I just want the glory riches. You know, I, I don't know, someone in here should really want all the things that God has for them and it's put aside for them that he already prepared ahead of time so that we could walk into them and not force my way in. Make myself seen. I want to dwell in the city of God. See, that's where Abraham was going, right? He didn't know where he was going, but he knew because he saw the city that God made. And so for every one of us in this place, we need to see the city that God has made for us. Not the city that Miles made. Not the kingdom that you made. Not the kingdom that you want to see manifested but the Holy Spirit, give him reign so that he can do what he needs to do in these moments. So we're talking about this, and I'm thinking, you know, the Lord, in order for my willingness to go into the river, you must flow in the river. Jesus said, out, out of you flows, what, rivers, of living water. I won't go over there. Rivers of living water. Why? So that when your river taps in and joins with the river of God, then you go exactly where God wants you. Not because I'm, I'm trying to spray my river over here. No, I want to be where the I just see a river in this up here today. I like it. I'll just wait around till it gets up to my neck and I can't. <laughs> I want it to be. I like it when it's up to my ankles and I like it when it's up. To, I wasn't going to talk about the river. I was supposed to talk about being brought. You're being brought. You're being brought someplace and God wants to bring you to that place. And let me just reiterate, God desires to take you places, but we didn't ask to go there. As a matter of fact, he wants to take us to places that we don't even know exist. 
Can I say that to you tonight? God has places he wants to bring you that you don't even realize they're even there. They're dimensions of who he is and the, and the, the, the amazing uh, character of who he is being poured out in this time. And we have to see him for who he is. And so he wants to get it. He desires what we experience and the things that we see to come from places that we never requested. I don't know. I'm just having these thoughts today. I'll just let you listen in. Because there, there, are, there is a place in God where we are completely dependent and we give him the flow. We trust him to bring us in. Now, you trusted him to bring you out of bondage. I hope. Every one of us in this place has a testimony where God took you from some place, even if you were saved when you were five years old. I don't care. God brings you from some place to another place. And he didn't just bring you out to leave you somewhere and leave you abandoned. There is no abandonment. No, you've been adopted. And God's trying to bring you into the places where he's called you. Not that you can manipulate situations or people to like you or to, or to notice you or to do whatever. But the Holy Spirit is calling you into this divine place where you walk in truth and in life. You know, truth sets us free and it brings us into the place where we, where we need to walk and live from. And so truth in our innermost being. And that is what's in the river. The river of God is filled with the truth of God. It's truth. It's the living water. When the living water flows through you and it pulls you, there's a pulling of the Holy Spirit that all of us must desire. You must desire to be pulled and drawn by the Spirit. And if it says that no one can come to the Father unless they're drawn. And so God has pulled you out of darkness into his marvelous light so that you might see the glory of God revealed on your life. And if, if, if our lives do not reflect that desire, God, I just want to give myself abandonment. This is the thing about worship. It's abandonment. When I truly give my heart to him, the reservations and all the things that people are thinking about me it should go away. It should just disappear, evaporate even. <laughs> Come on, it goes up and then it flows into the river. Let's go. Come on. And so I just want you to see this because the reality is, listen, we really, really, really need to divorce ourselves from some of this thinking. Because you cannot be satisfied with the cold, dead facts of the, even, even the word of God. talked about that enough I won't go into it you guys know what I stand on that if I can't read the book without the Holy Ghost it's no good to me that's how Smith Wigglesworth said he read the Holy read the Holy Ghost read the Holy Bible he read it in the Holy Spirit that's powerful and so we must desire so everything ready the flow the water of the word there's promises in the word. You cannot stay outside the promise. God doesn't want you to stay outside the promise. He brought you out to bring you in to the fullness of that. I want you to just see, we were talking about Abraham earlier, but there's, the Lord is the one guiding us. And can I just say that word guide? How many want the spiritual guiding of the Holy Spirit? Ah, good, good. Because the New Age kind of took this spiritual guide thing and tw twisted it and and 
perverted it, but the Lord actually wants to speak to you and guide you in everything. Because this is what we see with Ezekiel. He is being guided by the Holy Spirit into a place where there's healing for the nations. And I don't know about you, but the Lord wants to use you. I'll declare it over you. To be used for the healing of the nations, for the intercession of the nations, for praying in things that will happen in the nation and the nations. God wants to use you. But if we're, if we're trying to, if we try to masterfully think things out and look at all our good videos on what we know and what we're trying to learn and how we're, how we're trying to grasp things, God wants to break every area of fear off of us, but he also wants to empower us with the knowledge of God. Because where there's, there's fear, he can't, listen, he doesn't dwell in fear. How many know that? He does not dwell in fear. He does not dwell in the place of fear. As a matter of fact, that's when you cannot hear God is when you're operating, when you're responding out of fear. I'm trying to get a grip on where God's bringing me. I'm trying to get a grip on, on how it's supposed to happen because we're so afraid of losing control. I want to control and I want to manipulate the situation so that I can walk in the fullness of God. It doesn't work that way. All right. Romans chapter 4. I just want to go here because this is, this is something that I feel like when we give ourselves to the Lord, we have to understand this. And this is, this, you're going to think this is completely out of context, but it's not. Romans chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, what, what shall we say that Abraham our father was found according to the flesh? If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, not before, but not before God. For what does Scripture say? It says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, or wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to just see, because here's what happens if we give ourselves to the river. You don't have to work. You don't have to strive. You just have to let him guide. And if he's just guiding, then I don't have to work for wages. Most of Christianity, most, we like doing stuff to get stuff. It's just, I'm sorry, it's just how we create. It, it's not how we were created originally. But when sin came, we had to work our way back. And so God's trying to break that off of the church so that we don't work and strive. Not that we don't do things, because the, really the fruit of what God's doing in your life should come out as good works. It, 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 it appears as holiness. It appears as being full with God and filled with joy and all these things because God has come in and planted his word inside of you and the joy of the Lord becomes your strength and there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. No, there's only one way, right? It's by this, ready? Abraham, it was, he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Why? Because of Abraham believed his word. It's so crazy. There was a verse that Daniel and I were going through. It said something about that the, the gospel was preached to Abraham. 
just leave that there and I'll deal, I'll deal with it in two weeks. No, I won't. Here's the deal. This is why. Because when actually in, in, in Genesis 15, when he comes and he brings sacrifice and he makes a deal with the Lord, he saw Jesus Christ. Oh, he even, there was a deal made about his glory and his power. He saw the Lord. And so there was something that the Lord wants to, wanted to do with Abraham. And he said, just follow what I say. And I'll wa watch all these stars up here. This is how I'll make your seed. Abraham didn't have this. Abraham didn't have the Torah. Abraham had nothing but faith. Oh, we forget that. I think we really forget that. I think we forget that when Jesus came, he preached the gospel to Abraham before Abraham even had the gospel. Oh, that'll melt your mind right there. I'm telling you. So here it is, right? Faith deploys and activates where you're going. But you have to believe that he's bringing you somewhere. If you don't think he's bringing you somewhere, if you think that he's going to leave you out on the edge and say bye. No, he's not a father that he would do that. No, the son of man wouldn't do that to you. Some of you are believing for real substantial healing. You know what we do? We continue to move by faith. We continue to believe by faith that God's going to do it. Listen, God is going to do above what you think or imagine. He's going to do beyond what you could ever believe. If you would just let, 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 let him bring you. See, faith was transferred to Abraham by God's righteousness. Into his own account. It was God's righteousness that was given to Abraham because he believed God and he believed what he said. So it was a given to his account. So every one of us that you, God wants to bring you in to the new place and he's looking for us to believe him to put it in our account. Oh, that's a good word. That's a good word. So we don't rely on our own works, right? But the working of the Holy Spirit, which is actually, if I think of it, it's already finished. If you think about what God's doing on the earth, it's already finished. It's already predestined. He already figured it out. He already has your future in, in place. If you would just trust him to get you there, it would go a lot faster usually what happens is we, we go through process and we fight the process and that's what slows us down. I just, even, even hopeless situations, right? If we believe God's leading and guiding, if you believe that he's leading you and guiding you, how many have been in a hopeless situation before? I'm checking who's alive in here. If we were ever in a hopeless position, 
God's promises will bring us into the fullness of it. It'll bring us to the completion of it. God was given life to Jesus Christ so that you would have life now. I just want you to believe in the word of God. I'll make it a little more pointed. I want you to believe God's word over your life so that he'll bring you into it. And so that you expect him to fulfill it. See, there's a difference between I believe because hope, ready? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so when we're not believing, when we, we don't have hope that something's going to happen, then God, he doesn't abandon it, but we, we don't activate the faith in, in our lives to step into it. So anyway, the resurrection was all about proving. Ready? It was God proving that what he said is true. That your life will be transformed. And the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you now. So if that same spirit dwells in you, then we walk by faith and not by sight, right? And the righteousness or the rightness, all the rightness with God is powered by the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Do you understand what I'm saying? It was accounted to Abraham as righteousness. He believed God and it was sent to his account. What is righteousness? It's you just being right before God. It's rightness. I just put it like that. It's rightness. It's you having standing before the Lord, and you, nothing hinders you, nothing separates you, nothing pushes you back from that, that you step into the promises of God because they were for you. And his divine nature inside of you now is believing faith. Come on, you believing by faith that God is going to release those things to you. And so, listen, it's, it's purity and power. It's humility and fierceness. It's submitting to Christ's authority so that Christ's authority is working through you. That's really simple. And if we could remember that, if I would just submit to the Lord in everything, then the promise would come. No, nothing hold, held back. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, yeah, well, if we're in disobedience, we're stepping outside of God's will. And so God, the, the process will just be long delayed, way down. How many want way far away and never, never land? Maybe, maybe I'll reach it one day. Maybe by death I'll get there. Oh, come on. That's hopeless. That's like no hope. But I'm saying to you tonight that the Lord wants to bring you. He wants to allow you to come into a new place tonight. And he wants to bring you. How many know he wants to bring you? Yeah. So I want you to do tonight is lay aside reasoning minds. Can you do that? Because <laughs> all of us, all of us want to reason and think our way through the process of God. Listen to me. 
No, because I see this like wave of sleepiness coming across the room. I know I'm not being boring, so. I want you to get rid of the reasoning mind. God, you need to leave it here tonight. I'm, I promise you. And not, I don't want, here's the deal in this house, right? You leave it here, you don't pick it up and take it out with you. No, that's nonsense, right? It's silly, right? So lay aside your reasoning mind. Don't be adamant about telling God. You listening? Don't be adamant about telling God how you want it. I mean, he loves you, but don't tell him how you want it to happen. Some of you aren't sure on that point. And how to do it. Oh, because we want to do it a certain way. And God doesn't, he's not necessarily concerned about how I want to do it. Oh, I promise you through my whole life, he's not concerned about how I want to do it. <laughs> he is not concerned on how I want to do it. He wants, he wants you to just give yourself completely, right, into that river. Here's the thing about that river, right? It was okay because most of you like the ankles and the knee. Even the waist. You'll be okay with the waist. You like that. Because you still have control. But as soon as you get in, above the neck, then you don't like it. Why? Because the I can promise you, listen, there's something about a river. I, I would swim, and I, I probably used this before, but the Essex River, right? Cranes Beach. It's a beautiful beach. It's like paradise down there. But you can swim one way while the, while the river is moving, and you look up and you didn't move. But you can swim the other way, and you'll go fast. I'm saying this to say, listen, the river will pull you if you allow the river to pull you. But if you don't allow the river to just, you just have to give. Uh, I just want to bungee jump. I don't know why I just thought of that. I just want to give myself over to things like that. I know my wife thinks I'm psychotic. I'm not okay. But... Listen, I do. I just want to jump. It's that leap of faith. Like, hopefully the bungee will hold me. <laughs> but that's what you need to be like. You need to be like, I will leap, and I will trust God with my life, that I'll enter into the promise, but you got to dive. Unhindered. Just, come on, somebody, somebody's got to be a psycho in this room about how they live for God. And this is what I'm talking about. No, you're not in your right mind. Ask Paul. He said, I am not in my right mind. I'm actually beside myself. <laughs> this is true. It is true about the gospel. You have to be beside yourself and look at yourself and say, what am I doing? What am I doing? And how am I getting there? Because I know the promise is there. And some of you may not even have vision for stuff yet, but God will give you vision. And some of you, your vision is not even God's vision, and he'll change that. Don't worry. But some of you have God vision. And the, and the goal is that everyone gets to God vision. The goal is that you don't just get a vision, that you step into it. 
that the river will take you to the place that releases healing into the sea of humanity. It will release healing into those things that are dead and that are all around you. All the dead situations come to life. Because why? Because you gave yourself completely over to it. If you don't jump and give over to it, I question whether it will happen. Me personally. Because I'm like that guy, I'm like either full on or, full or off. I can't, I can't do halfway. I can't do halfway. You were not born to do halfway. Okay, the other thing is stop and listen to the Spirit. So all these other things are keeping you away from what the Spirit is saying. Because when you have plans in your mind, it continually distracts you from what the Lord is saying. Because you have something in front of what the Lord is about to say. You have a presupposition. But God, it's supposed to look like this. And I thought it was supposed to go this way. And how come I haven't seen the manifestation of that? And God, what does that look like? And, 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 how, and how do I get there from here? And I, I think I have an idea. I think I have an idea. And God will give you an idea. And he will give you things. He will give you places to go. He will give you stepping stones. I believe that. What I'm saying is shut your mind off so that you can hear the Spirit and don't change the signs going along the way what am i saying i'm gonna be i'm gonna hit on this one listen we like to reinterpret god along the way all right i'll hide behind the pole so the camera can't see me i'm telling you we like to change the rules along the way. Oh, God, I, that sign came, so that's a different sign. That's the one I wasn't looking for. But this means this, and that means that. And you try and put a puzzle together that God didn't put together, you got a big mess at the end. So don't, don't try and change the signs. Or don't make up signs. Oh, let me just talk to you. Mm. Talk about prophetic ministry in a minute. I know, I'm deep now. I might as well just go. No, because I feel like, listen, I truly believe that the Lord's going to put the, the, the fullness and the true prophetic. And I, and I have friends that are walking in this, this amazing, like, accuracy, and they don't miss stuff. And, you know, and they... I do believe that the Lord is doing amazing things. But I do also believe that we can make, we like to change the rules. That's what I was saying. But then we want to flip things and we want to make uh, an interpretation of how things turn out. I'm not even talking about anything. I'm not talking about anything specifically. So don't start thinking. I hear thoughts in the room. That's weird. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about specific things like the prophets missed it on Trump and whatever. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God speaking to us and us hearing clearly and not backing down from what we say and not trying to change the interpretation halfway through the process because it doesn't look like what we do and I'm like what we thought. 
And so the reality is that the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into this truth of who he is so that we can walk it out and we don't, we don't waver. Like if the Lord told you a certain thing, then stand on that, right? But it better be Jesus. This is what I'm saying. And the accuracy, I believe, that's coming, because I saw it at the very beginning, March 15th, really, uh, 2020, that the word of the Lord was coming in such a strong way, it was going to be so clear that we would not miss it, and it came directly from the Lord over people's lives. I'm not an expert on everything. And don't pretend to be an expert on everything. Because that's what gets us in trouble. Even in prophetic ministry, like we can go after stuff and we don't even know what we're talking about. And we go after it. And I'm not saying that God doesn't do things beside what you physically see. I know I'm talking real now. I'll stop because I'm not, I'm not prepared to get into it. All right, so we also need, we need deep intimacy, deep wisdom, deep knowledge with the Lord because as our guy, he is the guide, right? We, we, I just wanted to hit that quickly. What did I do? I missed a scripture somewhere. Here, we'll go there. Go to... Um, going to Ezekiel, going to chapter 40, if you, Isaiah chapter, I mean, Ezekiel chapter 40, what is happening, I can't even find the book. How many there? No. I got it. I got it. I got it. Verse 2 says, In the vision, in the vision, in the vision of God, he took me into the land of Israel and set me on a very high mountain. And on it towards the south was something like a structure of a city. There's that city again. And he took me there, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like bronze. And he had a line of flax and a measuring rod in his hand. And he stood at the gateway, and he said to me, Son of man, look with your eyes and hear with your ears. And fix your mind on everything I show you, for you are brought here so that I might show them to you. Declare them or declare to the house of Israel everything you see. Why is that important? That's important because God is looking for us to have eyes to see and ears to hear in every situation. And he wants you to see what he's doing. Don't for a minute think that your, your life of prayer needs to be this, I feel an unction which is okay. I feel a leading. No, God wants to give you sight and sound. 
He wants you to hear and see. And so to walk in the fullness of the river, to walk in this fullness, God's leading you by what? The guide. This was the guide. Ezekiel 40 was the guide. It was the same guide that brought him all through. Brought him to the Valley of Dry Bones. Brought him all through these adventures in God. And it was an angel, likely. But I'm telling you, the counselor, the Lord himself, wants to be the one to be your advocate. He wants to be the one to release to you counsel and might. You can't do counsel and no might. No, God wants to get you can't do might without counsel. Ready? The Holy Spirit wants you to live from this place where the, the abiding glory is moving and the Spirit of the Lord is on your life and He's speaking clear and He's not sitting back and waiting to see what you'll do. Yes, He looks for our response on certain things, but I'm telling you, He is proactive. He is more proactive than you think. I'm saying that to you because the Holy Spirit does not want the church to be walking in wilderness. He wants us to be walking in promise. There's a divine appointment with you and your promise. There's a place where he wants to bring you that he's going to show you. And it's, and it's going to be that place that you have been believing for. But there's a, there's a, there are those things that try to get in the way of your mind, that try to close you off, that try to shut you up. And I'm telling you, the old stuff has to go so that the new can come. I'm telling you, we're living in a time where the change of God is coming to your life, but you can't, you can't step back from it. You have to step into it. You can't wait for it to come. And it's already, some of it, it's already on the doorstep. Some of you, it's already there on the doorstep, already there waiting for you. It's just waiting for you to open the door to it. And I say that because the river is so important to get into and allow the Spirit of God. Listen, there's to be 25 sermons out of this one text. Just We could do a whole other one on power. You know, the, the reality is that the power comes because we've given ourselves to the river. And the prophet was in a process that was changing. It changed him on the inner man because of the process of the river. Because he dared to step in and let go. He dared. He trusted to let go. God wants you to live in the eternal moments. Some of you haven't found an eternal moment yet, but God will give you an eternal, eternal moment. And what he'll do in those things is God will guide you in those eternal moments. But you have to let him show you what he wants. I loved what Corey said. Prayer begins like this. Shut up. He said it like that. Shut your mouth. Yeah, listen. Because here's the thing. He wants to guide you, but you can't hear him. And God wants to, to you to step completely into this. And, and the river, ready for the river? It's totally uncharted territory. Where does it lead you? It leads you to a sea. Oh, that messes with some of you who like to know everything you're going to do. But I'm telling you, God is bringing us into uncharted territories in this next season. And if you're going, you're going with me. If you're not, you'll have to probably get off the boat. 
But that's okay. That's how I empty churches, right? Great. <laughs> Pastor, you're supposed to tell people to stay. Yeah, I know. God's river is totally uncharted territory. Remember that. You should probably write that down. You should stamp it on your, on your devotional. God's about to take you into uncharted territories. Ready? And even greater, he wants to bring us into the depths and the understanding so that we can explore and discover. Never mind the, the vision, the place that we're supposed to be going, but him. Yeah? Oh, that sounds good. I want to discover who God is because when I discover who my friend is, he's going to take me where I need to go. My guide, the one who's the guide, not some weird new age guide, demon that you're inviting into your, into your bedroom. No, the, the guide, the Holy Spirit who's a guide who speaks to you plainly, who speaks to you in mysteries. That's why you pray in the Holy Ghost, because the mysteries you can't understand. So you have to pray in the Holy Ghost. And then if, we, if I pray in the Spirit, then I get understanding. But the Lord wants us to live in this place of mystery and understanding at the same place. It's attention. Oh, that's good. So we're living in a new age. Not not new age, but new age, a new age where God's going to do something amazing and a place of new change. How many want that? How many desire that? How many want to see things change and shift, not just in their lives, but globally and in, in America and all these things? I believe that God has put us at the precipice of this time right now to move us into a place where the well will flow from the church, not from some other place. Not for, from some, you know, <laughs> the greatest hindrance to revival is fear. Fear of what? Starts with fear, man. Fear of losing control. The question is, how do we administrate revival. That's good for me to figure out, I guess. Not, or not figure out. <laughs> Telling you not to figure stuff out. I'm trying to, you know, saying things. The Lord is, is pouring out his spirit right now, right here, right now. Right here, right now. He's pouring out his spirit right here, right now. I, we saw the oil in the air. At least one person did. Right? There's an outpouring of God's presence we're living in Joel 2. We're living in Acts 2. We're living in a renewal and a and refreshing and a new time and a new age. And God is going to pour out his spirit unprecedented. He's doing it already, right? And so we need to live in that, right? But it, we're gripped by the unknown. And God's trying to shatter the unknown boxes. God's trying to break the box where you don't know what's going to happen. So that you will not even expect what's about to hit you. So when we're confronted with the new, how do we respond? 
I feel like ending the message on that. When you're confronted with the new, how are you going to respond? That's a good question to take home with you. Because I am telling you, when, we, when the new comes, I, I know. Prophets have been prophesying it. I've been saying it. Other people say it. It's not going to look like what it looks like. It's not going to look like that. What's it going to look like? We don't know. Yeah, you'll find out real fast. But just get in the river. you got to get in the river. you got to give yourself to the river. So Psalms 18, and I'll land it on this. He also brought me out into a broad place. And he delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. Why? Because he made me righteous. Glory. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. Listen, this is good news. You should meditate on that this week. This is, this is, this is such good news, I'm feeling happy all of a sudden. Listen, he brought us out into a broad place. That means every place where you feel constricted. God's bringing you out of. And he delivered you. Not because you were such a mess. I just want you to change your thinking. It's because he delighted in you. It's because you're his son. You're his daughter. So the Lord wants to do this. He wants to do it for you even now. He wants to do it for you tonight. He wants to do something fresh for you. You want the new? You just step into the new. But we're going to believe that what he's going to do is he's going to bring us there. He's just going to bring you there. Ready? You don't have to have a 10-step action plan for him to bring you there. You don't. The Lord's amazing. He brought me out. He brought you out. What he wants to bring you into is the fullness of his glorious riches. The river that Ezekiel saw was filled with the glory. It wouldn't have healed everything it touched. It wouldn't have brought life to everything it touched unless it was filled with the glory, the presence, the power of God. Come on, stand with me for a minute. Now, some people in here probably felt like they've been outside of the promises of God. You're not fully in. You haven't been, you've been outside of it or something. I'm just going to invite you forward for prayer. You just could receive something. You can just receive it. 
I don't care if you've been forward 25 times. It doesn't matter. If you've been forward 20 times for prayer, for healing, it doesn't matter. Because we just keep praying and believing. We keep commanding and believing. We keep stepping into it and believing. So there's room. Why? Because God delights and he wants to do it. He wants to bring you into the broad place. I want to, you want to be brought into the broad place. You don't want to stay outside that confined, restricted. The Lord's going to set at, oh, 418. He's going to set at liberty those who are captive. It's 418. Luke 418. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, you're amazing. Lord, we want you as our guide. Lord, we want you to guide us into a full-blown revival. Because we can't manifest it. We can't force it. God, we want you to pull us into that. Romans 4.19 And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, but was about 100 years old. And verse 20 says he was... He didn't waver in the promise. This is Abraham, and you don't waver either. You're praying in the Holy Ghost. You're believing. You're not wavering for, for the promise, but through unbelief, but you are strengthened. You're strengthened by faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. We're trusting the Lord to bring us in to what he's going to fully perform. There's nothing that you have to do other than believe and just put your life in his hands tonight. So even if you, you felt a little, just keep praying. I like hearing you pray in tongues. I'm just going to talk over you. But if you haven't been walking in, in fire and in power, and if, you, if you've been lukewarm, if you've been away from Jesus, if you feel like, God, I need to step into the promise, you have an invitation to come and receive tonight. If you do need healing, listen, the river, I saw the river here tonight. I believe it's moving in this place. If you need healing, just step into the river again. I don't care if you were here four times for, for prayer for the same thing. I don't care. But let's just believe God. So, God, I thank you, Lord, that you're releasing, that you're opening up. 
that your divine well is open and the river of God, the river of your presence, the river of your glory is moving in this room right now. And we thank you, Father, that you're bringing us into truth and into life. And so, God, we thank you that you're releasing the fire of heaven to come and touch us tonight. Lord, once again, it doesn't matter. 20 times, 15 times, 45 times. Lord, we thank you. We step in, we dip in, we, we walk in, we, we allow you to come. And bring us in. We trust you. We step into the place where you're bringing us in, God. And we thank you.